Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, we're back. So we're going to finish. I'm going to swear in a stack of Bibles, which I happen to have in my office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that a, I want a picture. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go in, into a rant today. Not much of one. I can't help myself completely. Um, and b, we're going to finish what we started, which was talking about the conversation starter. You know, F O R D. Um, I do want to say that the feedback we had after yesterday's podcast, I don't know how many emails you got, Julie, or comments you got mm-hmm. about the, the, you know, the Katie email, um, I got some nice emails from her as well, um, was not surprising, but very, um, I don't know how to say it. It made me feel good because it made me realize that aside from the fact that we're obviously in tune with our audience as far as the messaging, as far as what we're trying to convey, you guys are getting it. But what's really shocking to me is that so many of you have wasted so much time coming around to just following the path that you knew was there that was going to get you there the quickest. And I'm talking about how many of you have been listening. Katie said she listened to us for two years, and then she still basically got sucked into the easy button, you know, happy hound dog horseshit coaching that was out there bought into the idea that she could Facebook and like and emoji her way to success, realized it was a lie, um, and now it's coming back around to say, hey, listen, I knew that it was a lie when I did it. I did it anyway, hoping and praying that somehow it would be different this time, different with me. Um, and now I'm you know, coming full circle, and I'm realizing that in order for me to achieve long-term, ever-increasing levels of success, I have to do what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it at the highest level, and there are no shortcuts. And she and I had a nice little exchange afterwards, and uh, mad respect for her and her entire family, by the way, um, who we've known, um, turns out, we've known her family for uh, since the uh, 90s. Great real estate folks up in Iowa. So the moral of the story is, how many more of you out there, and I, there's tens of thousands of you guys listening, maybe 100, I don't know, I haven't looked, I didn't look for today, but probably 150,000. And uh, I wonder how many others of you out there are saying, you know what, I'm just going to hold out a little bit longer. I'm going to throw right. up, you know what, I've been only been, but, been putting three emojis on my you know, Instagram pictures. I'm going to put four. Holy crap, four is the secret. That's the ticket. You know, you know what, I know. I am not getting enough leads from Instagram and Snapchat. I need to get a better camera. I need to take some lessons on how to take Snapchat. I'm going to become a Snapchat superstar. How many of you out there are actually believing that crap? How many of you are out there worrying about Google's new algorithm or Facebook's new algorithm or believing you should be doing your branding or focusing on building your team and doing all the other things that aren't going to lead directly to a paycheck? How many tens of thousands of you listening right now are going to needlessly waste money? Hold on. I'm rolling into a rant. I've got to back off. Needlessly waste I money. I'm going to summarize here. Chat. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> needlessly waste money. But more importantly, guys, where you need to realize it's look so money maybe eh, maybe you're not that's not the big that's not the big thing for you, 
you don't care. It's okay if you waste a little bit of money. You know, obviously it's true. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many companies that are out there selling all the silliness to you guys. So a lot of you just don't think from, you know, think you're don't realize you're in business and you need to be making financial decisions that are based on profit. But that's okay. You know, it's not okay. I'm being facetious, but you get the gist of it. Here's where it's wrong. Here's where it's actually evil, in my opinion. For you to do something that you know is taking money out of your family's pocket. Or even, you know, even if you have no family, your pocket, you're, the future you is going to suffer from these bad business decisions you're making now to try to basically make it so you never have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. But for the vast majority of you, you're responsible for somebody other than yourself or somebody's. Some, many of you listening have families, children. You know, you have people, mouths that need to be fed. And when you decide to take what you know is the easy road to failure. When you decide to, you know, believe that crap, you're stealing from them. Would you actually? Here's an interesting thought I just had. If, if Julie and I were to fly to your office, and we were to put you in your conference room, or your dining room, doesn't matter. You know, the world's moving to a virtual brokerage. EXP's got it figured out. So if you guys are, you know, if we're meeting with you, wherever we're going to meet with you, and we're going to put you on one side of the table. And we're going to um, – like Julie and I are mediating something, right? And your family, all the people you're responsible for are going to be sitting on the other side of the table. And you're going to have to explain to them how much time you actually spent at work. Here's how the meeting would go. Oh, I work so hard. Oh, holy shit. I work 12 hours a day. I do this, the other thing. I, I monitor my team. I work on my brand. I have to like pages on Facebook. I have a disciplined you know, emojis. I have to do all – okay. This is what you're going to say. I know you will because I've heard you say it before. And then Julie and I are going to see, okay, which of those things are going to lead directly to a paycheck, like directly to a paycheck? You're, none of them is going to be the answer. You're going to try to wrestle with us, you know, verbally wrestle with us that you're building something. I'm building my brand. Oh, Tim, you don't understand branding. Branding takes a while to build. Bullshit. Oh, Tim, I'm building my team. Oh, Tim, I'm building my – okay, what are the things that you've done in the past week that you called work that are going to lead directly to a paycheck? What are the things that you did in the past week that where you were in front of a seller that could say no to you? In other words, a listing appointment or no, I won't set an appointment with you. How many of you actually put yourselves in harm's way? How many of you actually were uncomfortable in the last week? We're sitting at your table, wherever it is. Most of you would be really embarrassed because you'd see the facial expressions of the people that you're supposed to be loving and responsible for realizing that you are just playing business person. Harsh reality. Because the moral of the story, guys, is your job is to make money, not just spend money through transactions so you get a bunch of plaques and rewards, but to actually make net profit. Net profit so, frankly, you can spoil your family and yourself, but net profit so you can actually have money left over to reinvest so you can be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. How many of you have allowed other people's visions for you to co-opt the person that you should have become by now? How many of you basically got into real estate with the idea that you're going to really create these wonderful lives for you and your family Disney World and Thanksgiving and, you know, you're going to spoil them at Christmas and you're going to buy that new car finally and you're going to move up. You know, all the things you wanted in life, you know, fully fund the 529s, 
save some money for the first time, buy some rental properties. How many of you got into business thinking like that? Maybe some of you a long time ago had those, and how have you done with accomplishing those goals? Many of you not so well. So the answer you have to, a question you have to ask yourself is why not? What have you decided instead to put your time and your money towards? Things that are ego-enhancing, things that will maybe someday produce a result. Haven't you had enough of these experiences by now to realize that you're just being sold bullshit? Not 100% bullshit, I'm not suggesting that, but enough bullshit that it really is not worth you doing. Many of you should never, even, ever worry about any of those things and ever, like because you don't have to. If you just focus on having your secret, you know, you complete the real estate treasure map. It'll tell you what your secret number is, what your magic number rather, and all that is is the number of listings you need at all times. If you guys just were to listen to the simplicity that we have created for you, that is the ideal real estate practice, your life would get so much better, so much less stressful. You would feel so much more proud of yourself, and then when you're sitting in your head across the table from your family members, they're going to be like, way to rock it out, mom and dad, or mom or dad, <laughs> you know, or honey, or you know, if it's a dog, woof, 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 whatever, I don't know. But you guys get the point, right? You're going to be sitting across from people who are proud of you, and you're going to be proud of yourself. Have that conversation with yourself in your head. Why is it you're avoiding doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? And so, look, mad props for Katie writing that email. And a lot of other people said, holy shit, she used my exact words. <laughs> I've had, you know, mm-hmm. That's what was so cool about her and, you know, frankly, her entire family, the Moltons. But in all reality, guys, that's ah, true you. just about made you the connection too. for me. I was trying to figure out, you had said how we knew her family for ages. Yes, we've known her family for ages, and I didn't know it when we got the email. Yes, Yes. we knew her dad. He was a Howard Britton star from back in the 90s. Yes, that's right. Okay, well, there you go. That's even more fun. But you're right. Kudos to her her because she she admitted to it and wanted to make a change. She's owning it. How many of our listeners are not yet owning it, I think, is your overall point here. Yeah, well, how many of them are continuing? Well, yes, exactly. But look what they're doing. They're not just they, – they listen to us because, like Katie, she listened to us for two years, right? And how many other people, Julie, have listened to us for longer than that? But still, yeah. they go to the seminars yeah. to learn more of these little you know, easy-button ideas. They still are allowing themselves to be seduced by it because, guys, you don't want to do the real work. You're being lazy. You're just avoiding the things that you need to be doing. That's all you're doing. We're around you folks. All day long. <laughs> we read the emails. We have conversations. We know what you like to talk about. We know what you're gravitating towards. You know, from a business perspective, of, from our perspective, if we were to sell all the get-rich-quick ideas, if we were to sell the fact that social networking is going to be somehow your you know, savior, if we were to sell that centers of influence and past clients is going to be the thing that's going to get it done for you, we would have a lot larger business, truthfully. We would, because we would be appeasing to your, we'd be appealing to your desire to be lazy and to never have to deal with rejection, never have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But that is, in our minds, doing things without integrity, and we won't operate like that. So look, we are always going to focus on what we know works to ultimately get you to the goal. Your goal might not be to be rich. Your goal might be to have a big team, and it take me, took me a long time to accept this. 
your goal might be just to have a big team. And when you have a you know bunch of minions following you around and kissing your butt and you know you have your face up on the side of a billboard and your ego is just like you think you're you know Kim Kardashian even though your name's Bob whatever you know I, I guess in this world that's not I, I don't, let's not go down that path. The moral of the story is is that that could be your thing. That could be your payoff. Your payoff might not be an actual paycheck. Your payoff might just be feeling like an Instagram star. Well, I have news for you. You're not a coaching client for us. You won't like it here. <laughs> you won't. For the rest of you who are looking for your way forward financially so you can actually be financially free, the sane amongst you, I would strongly suggest before you waste any more time on gimmicks, you guys seriously consider becoming one of our premier coaching members. Okay? So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that wasn't too bad, right, Julie? Not too bad. Not too bad. That wasn't a rant. That was more of a monologue. That was a monologue. That was good. I'll rant. go with that. Good. No. Okay. It's all good. So let's let's finish our notes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ford. Yeah. So <laughs> we have in the same wheelhouse as doing the things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, but also doing it at a very high level. One of the very common things that we see and we hear and comes out on coaching calls and even in my premier coaching class is pretty much everybody who is in real estate will admit to the fact that they could be doing a better job, a more consistent job, a more professional job, speaking with their past clients, their centers of influence. When we did the Top 100 in Real Estate event a couple of years ago, one of the panel questions to the grizzled veterans was, these are super experienced agents, thousands of transactions done over their careers. The question was, looking back, what would you have done differently? And they all agreed. These, these, again, these are guys that, you know, it's not their first rodeo, 20, 30, 40 years in the business. And they all agreed that had they been better at this, what we're talking about today, talking to your past client center of influence, how to do it using a very organized memory jogger quasi script, that they would have spent a lot less money on things like buying leads, stuffing their team full of extra leads that they're paying for, more marketing. Why? Because their stance was this. I would have had to spend less money creating new business, people I'd never known before, always searching out to stuff my pipeline full of new stuff. I would have had to spend less time, money, and effort on that had I just been a lot better at taking care of my existing past clients and centers of influence from the beginning as I built that database. And I thought that most of the audience was surprised by that answer. Go ahead. Well, okay, so let's take a slight pivot. So centers, when you guys are, you know, as I'm realizing, many of you are coming around to realizing that you need to be following in the path that gets you to the top of the mountain the quickest. And generally speaking, a lot of people have discovered that's the path that we forged for you guys years ago. One of the things that you're going to learn is you need to have several, ideally five to seven, lead generation spokes. We call them spokes on the wheel. So one of the spokes you need to have is your centers of influence and past clients. And it is a critical spoke. It's one of the, what we say, what we consider to be the three uh, foundational spokes where agents make a mistake. And it's very important that you realize this is that if that's your only spoke, your business is no more stable than the agent who's basically dependent on buying leads from Zillow, say or the agent who's you know, basically trying to be dependent on getting their business from postcards. Pure luck. So when you're listening to what Julie has to say, understand that you need to have work towards you, have five to seven spokes in your wheel, your lead generation wheel, 
five to seven spokes makes for a strong, consistent wheel. So if there's a couple months where you don't get any business from your centers of influence and past clients, you know, the other spokes will generate or you'll generate using the other spokes leads for yourself. You see, don't be dependent. And all the spokes we want you to do, every one of them is not requiring you to buy anything. We don't want you guys buying leads. Buying leads is for lazy, unskilled agents, which none of you are, or all of you are trying not to be, I hope. So please keep that in mind as Julie's explaining this to you. Don't think that centers of influence and past clients can be your only spoke, but it should be a spoke, and it will be a consistent long-term spoke. Um, and frankly, centers of influence and past clients, that is an easy spoke to build and an easier spoke to maintain as long as you do it consistently. Julie? Absolutely. It is foundational, or it should be foundational for all of you, and I would agree that it's perhaps the easiest thing to build. So we started out a couple of podcasts ago talking about when you use it, how you use it, why it works. I'm not going to rehash that, but I am going to remind you what FORD, the memory jogger conversation pattern, stands for. It's to remind you what to talk about when you, <coughs> excuse me, when you are in front of somebody, when you're meeting somebody, when you're talking on the phone, you're doing those calls, or you're simply at a center of influence event. F-O-R-D stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. The most important two, of course, are the first ones because you've got a, an icebreaker, and then the O part leads you to be able to talk about real estate. So here's good homework for everyone. And I do this quite frequently on uh, coaching calls when this question comes up. I would call them more, but I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. So family questions. Here's your homework. Write down four or five family-oriented questions. That's the F in the Ford uh, memory jogger. So, for example, if you already know their family, and oftentimes with past clients and your neighbors or your friends, you do know their family. All you have to do is say, how are, how's Zoe, Tim? People ask us that all the time. They know her name is Zoe. Before Zoe, it was how are Louie and Ollie, our French bulldogs? So if you know their names, that's easy. If not, you can ask a family question. I was doing this this morning at a school meeting with uh, parents that I didn't know. Okay, Did you grow up here in Texas? Is your family from Texas? Or did you move here from somewhere else? And that, like with, with three other parents, that was like a 20-minute conversation off of one question. Okay, um, how, are, how were your holidays? How was your summer? What was the best thing you did over the summer break? Or if you're doing these calls in January, what was the best thing that you did fourth quarter or during the holidays? This creates conversation. These are all family-oriented questions. Okay? So homework is write down a bunch of them. Try to avoid yes or no uh, questions because you want to create conversation. Remember the beauty of this is you're focusing on the other person. You're removing your ego. People remember how you make them feel. It's not so much about exactly what you're saying. That's why this is a memory jogger, not an exact script. You're all going to personalize this a bit. Okay, so then we can move on to occupation questions. If you know what they do, where they work, you can ask, how are things over at ABC Corporation? How are things at the insurance company? Whatever it is that they do. If you don't know what they do, what is it that you do for a living? Okay, again, it creates conversation. Um, what's new at your business? Are you still working there? How do you like it there? What do you like the best about it? Now, again, notice these are not yes or no questions. Yes or no answers kill conversation and can create a sense of awkwardness, so avoid that. Here's another secret, and this is the, the best part, in my opinion, about the Ford script for real estate people. 
many of you are weird about talking about what you do for a living for some reason. And we don't have enough podcasts to conquer that one. We just know it's a fact. Secret agents, okay? You don't talk about real estate unless somebody asks you about it. That's why we encourage you to wear a uh, name tag or wear a hat that says, ask me about real estate or a t-shirt or something like that. Okay, so we know that you're weird about it. This is why Ford works. When you ask what they do for a living, there's something called a reciprocal question. This is what you're looking for. This is the gold. Okay, they're going to ask, what is it that you do? If they don't already know, that would be a fresh contact that you just met. But many times they're going to realize, yeah, you're, you're their agent. And they're going to say, how's real estate? They, so they're either going to ask you, what is it that you do? They're going to ask, how's real estate? They might ask, how's the market? And, you know, we did an entire podcast dedicated to how to answer that question, starting with always be positive. Even if your market is shifting on you, even if you just walked out of the most volatile closing you've ever had in your entire career, even if you just found out, you know, the inspection is going to kill the deal. They don't care about that. Be positive. Okay? So, Real estate's great. I've been so blessed to help so many people this year. In fact, I've set a goal of helping three more families buy or sell real estate next month. Who do you know who could really use my help? Something that simple. You can personalize Hold that. Hold on. Julie, I'm going to give you a second to look at your phone because I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I heard it ring. <laughs> no, we're safe. We're safe. I already did. <laughs> Thank you. Julie Good. keeps her ringer on. <laughs> well, Zoe's at school because yeah. Zoe, as some of you guys know, is four and a half, and she's in pre-K, and um, we she's going to a Catholic school. And Zoe, is, uh, let's just say Zoe's a bit of a free spirit, and Catholic school is, let's say, very uh, laden with rules. And, and sometimes Zoe doesn't like the rules, <laughs> so it's been yeah. twice now where Julie's been called into the principal to uh, talk about Zoe's behavior. Um, so yeah. Julie always during the always podcast, on. by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. It seems to hit a wall this time of day. <laughs> two weeks yeah. ago, it was like I get this uh, chat from Julie where we're on the show. Principal just called, got to go. <laughs> yep, you're on your own. Wish us well. Yes. So every day that Zoe's good at school, every day that Zoe's good at school, she gets a sticker in this little folder, and then Zoe's got to – right. And then every day she's bad, she gets a number. So the date, you know, you know, t yesterday's date will have a sticker or will have a number. Well, when Julie goes to pick her up, there's this little, you know, bench that they're sitting at that uh, Julie picks her up at like 1230, and there's a little bench that she's sitting at. And when she had a good day and she got a sticker, Julie, tell her, tell them about yesterday. We're like, I'm sure a lot oh, of them will well, appreciate it. Well, this was it. after the day before had not gone so well. And uh, when it didn't go well, what was that, on uh, Monday, um, she didn't want me to look in the folder. She was hiding it, and she said, don't look. <laughs> and she was, and she'd clearly been crying. She was a sweaty mess off the playground and just cried the whole way home. So uh, yesterday had to be a better day. And so I get there, and she's just smitten with herself sitting on the bench. And she's already gotten her folder out of her backpack and has turned to the page to show me the pink smiley face sticker. And she said, look, I got a sticker today. And the deal was we got to go to the bakery so she could pick something out if she got a sticker. So she was just completely beside herself, ecstatic, dancing around in the lobby in front of the principal's office. So it was a good day. So we don't know yet. I'll know in about a half an hour whether we have a sticker day or a number day. But, you know, I always think when she has these rough days, I always think, you know, taking her to school, I always think when she's in one of those, like, doesn't really want to go to school moods, 
that she's such a perfect example of doing what she doesn't want to do. Absolutely, at the time of day, she does not want to do it. And she's struggling to do it at the highest level. That's why they get a sticker when they're good, right? So, you know, we all have to do this. It's just that in her case, we're not really giving her a choice. You know, when, and I use this on coaching calls too, Tim. We can all remember back when we were in elementary school or in middle school, and the bell would ring, and you would just switch from math to English class. You didn't, like, negotiate with your teacher. You didn't think, well, maybe I'll go home and have lunch instead. You just did it, right? And we weren't even being paid to be that on task when we were kids. You just did it. And yet today we struggle sometimes with getting even two or three things done in the day when left to our own devices. So I think there's something to that. And in her going to school has kind of uh, brought me right home to those points. I digress. Well, it, it's <laughs> against all of our nature, basically, if we're being honest, to be told what to do. And, and that's oh, yeah. really that's the, that's the essence of what happens as soon as you have, stop having external accountability is you will appeal to that lowest common denominator in your own behavioral cycle as far as nobody's going to tell me what to do and you're all of a sudden that rebellious teenager. It doesn't matter how old you are. Or four and a half be 70. <laughs> you're four and a half. And if someone's not telling you what to do, you're going to be, as we often call Zoe when she's being a crazy woman, our little heathen because that's how she acts. And so you might be a little heathen when you get older, you know, because there's no, there's no external accountability. Julie and I are having this conversation the other day how, you know, we talked about this on the podcast, how critical it is that you have people around you that are holding you accountable to, uh, you know, raising the stakes in your life. And you have to do that at all times. As soon as you guys back off, it, look, if Julie and I were to stop going to Orange Theory every day for an hour, we go four days a week probably. And look, it's, we're not gonna, it's never good. <laughs> it always is terrible. No. If you guys are going to Orange Theory, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, it's going to be a fun time. You know, the coach is trying to be enthusiastic. Uh-huh. Oh, this is going to be fun. It's <laughs> like everybody, you know, 25 of us just glare back like, are you kidding me? You know, it's fun. not fun. This is grueling. Well, the only fun time is when it's over an hour and we get to leave. But, you know, it gets you in great shape, best shape of our lives for sure. Julie and I are leaner. We're probably both single-digit body fat at this point. You know, that took us a year. We started about September of last year to get to the point where we are, and, but we wouldn't have done it if we wouldn't have had external accountability, holding us accountable to showing up, holding us accountable to not screwing around when we're there. Everybody's like that. And so Zoe's, you know, it is fascinating how so many people are attracted to real estate and if you're being honest, you're attracted to working for yourself because you didn't want anybody telling you what to do. You know, people get into real estate fantasy world for three reasons, right? They want to make a ton of money. They don't want to have a boss. And in essence, they don't want to have any accountability. Well, you can easily accomplish this last two, but you'll never accomplish uh, the first one ever unless you basically are willing to accept the fact that you do need a boss and you do need external accountability, and everybody does. You know, I do. Julie does. And Julie and I are people that are paid a lot of money to hold other people accountable. But we need to have people hold us accountable so that we get the most out of our days and our lives. How many of you to this, if you're just being honest with yourself, rounding the bend, because Julie was done with her notes. How many of you guys, if you're being honest with yourselves, are being seduced into being lazy? And because you're surrounded by other people, and I mean agents, who are also lazy, who've got into real estate so they didn't have to have anyone telling them what to do and didn't have to have any accountability. That's the reason that was the primary driver. They wanted to have that sense of freedom, and they thought magically that basically that would, you know, somehow magically they would make money, and they're realizing that, yeah, you can have that, you can have no boss, and you can have no accountability, but you also have no money, 
there's a direct correlation between the level of accountability you're willing to accept in your life and what you get out of life. Look, guys, I don't understand the psychology of it, and frankly, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't, I don't really need to know why things work the way they work. All I need to know is what works so that I can share that with all of you so that it can work for you. That's it. You know, analyzing why one thing works over another, who cares? That's just a bunch of garbage anyway. If one thing works to get you the results the quickest, then that's what we're going to tell you. If there, as Julie said, and she says often, if there were an easier path, for us to you know, help you guys, we're your Sherpas going up Mount Everest, right? If there are an easier path as your Sherpas, we're helping you carry the burden to the top. Trust me when I tell you, we would tell you what it was. And we, we do, we're very mindful of making sure that we're giving you guys the best information possible so that you don't lose opportunities and miss opportunities. And when new things arise in the real estate industry, which we think merit your attention, we always tell you, don't we? Go back and listen to past podcasts. Do what a lot of other people do this time of year and listen binge. And please don't waste any more time looking for shortcuts. Just don't do it. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your family and you owe it to the future you to just buckle down, be willing to finally do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You can do it. I promise you. The gazillions of other people have. Just follow in their footsteps. If there's anything we need or anything we can do for you guys, Easiest ways to get a hold of us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember, if you're ready for your free coaching call, just go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. And when you do, we're also going to give you those six free books. Um, the ones that I would be reading this time of year for sure would be Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. That's one of the books we give you. Uh, you just download it. And the other one is the Real Estate Treasure Map. Treasure Maps are fill-in-the-blank business plan. Uh, you know, it's it's fantastic. I know I have confirmation bias myself, you know, but the reality of it is the feedback we've gotten since we wrote that. We're going to update it this year, but not really. It doesn't really need updated to the extent that it's going to be rewritten. Just, you know, we're going to fix some typos and some grammatical stuff, things like that. But the essence of the book is absolutely pure. So you need to download that one. You get it free when you go to real, when you go to free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. And yeah, guys, listen, we've got your backs. If you need help, just ask. Stay focused, stay drilled down. The best part of your real estate careers and your lives are still ahead of you if you choose to take the path that, frankly, I realize that not many people are, which is the path of being a service to other people and the path of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow or anytime. Remember, you can listen to the show and replay on Stitcher, iTunes, or just go over to TimAndJulieHarris.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>